How's it going? This is Ty, and this is also the Fiction and Copy Decoded podcast, and I'd like to welcome you, which of course, I always do. Here we talk about fiction, copywriting, persuasion, marketing, and several other issues. Ever since I discovered that fiction writing and copywriting do borrow from each other in quite a few different ways. So without any further ado than we've already had, let's get to it. All right. Today's episode is number 154. The post this episode is connected to was originally titled, How My Fourth Grade Teacher Helped Me Without Knowing It, which I originally published August 20th of 2014. And I figured, without further ado, let's get into that. I figured since the post way back when was about a symphony conductor, I would kind of continue the theme as such. It would have been the same week. Uh, my fourth grade teacher, um, <laughs> because up until that point in my life, I had spent my whole life, well, almost, I shouldn't say that. It was about 95% of my life up until fourth grade in the same town named Sandwich. No, that that's the name of the town. It is legitimately the name of the town. There aren't very many of them, and I'm pretty sure that indicates you would know what state of the U.S. I was in, which that's okay. I don't live there anymore. I'm pretty sure they turn it into a place, that home where, the house where I live, they turn into a place for to display headstones. But uh, I'm digressing uh, madly. Anyway, I knew a lot of the same kids growing up there, and a lot had a lot of the same friends, but I'd switch schools. I had to go across town to switch schools. And what the really weird part of it was, for me at least, is that my own aunt went to school with my fourth grade teacher. They were like really good friends growing up when they were younger. And I think even after they were younger. I mean, they were super good friends. And of course, my mom, who's awesome by the way, I think my mom is awesome, and you might think your mom is awesome too, but my mom is totally better. No, just kidding. Not really. Anyway, my mom made a point to know all my teachers as well up to that point, so to kind of set the scene for you, and I know I'm going to have to do another episode about this at some point, or I should, because this doesn't really factor into it, but it kind of does because my mom knew all my teachers and my aunt was best friends with my fourth grade teacher. <laughs> it's like so that I couldn't really get away with anything, even if I'd wanted to, because uh, anyway, that's what made it interesting. I will admit that was this scene, but I didn't really return to that. I don't think after that, but I knew that I should have. It was just very interesting to me to be dropped in here like this and to have to dub exist, you know. But there were two things, despite being a really, in addition to being a really cool person, uh, my fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Kepka, if, if you can hear this, you may not be able to hear this. If not, that's fine. But if you can, you were awesome. And I really dug my short, short time in your classroom, even though I didn't really know what to make of it back then. Anyway. Okay, so she did two things. That really stood out to me because she had us do them in class, and I'll, I'll try to explain why the best I can. 
Anyway, okay, first, uh, she made us grade one another's papers. Like she would have like the answer key, right? And she would go, she would like read them out. It's like, okay, the answer for question number one is uh, six, six frogs. <laughs> and okay, if you, if you answered everything, anything other than six frogs, you've got the question wrong. And also, she would give half points because if she had, if something had a label, you needed to make sure you included both the correct number and the label. Because if the answer was six frogs and you'd put down six elephants or six something, she would say it was supposed to be six frogs. You got the answer half wrong. You do get partial credit for that. Actually, I think I'd accidentally turn this into three things because I don't think I'd mention that. Oh, well, bonus information. She made us write down the correct answer, though. She made us do that. If we were grading somebody else's paper and they didn't say six frogs, we had to make sure that we had crossed it out or something else and written, you know, you needed to say six frogs. She said we needed to know the right answer because if you don't know the right answer, you learn it wrong. You learn it incorrectly. And she was totally upfront, even though we were like a bunch of what four, fourth graders, right? So we were between nine and ten, I think, at that point. She was very upfront with us and never talked down to us. She talked to us like little adults, basically, which I didn't realize that was a thing back then. I didn't really, I didn't really take it to heart. But as I got older, it's like I respected her for that too. And. She also spoke grammatically correct English all the time in class. And also the second thing, I don't know, I haven't been in fourth grade for a long, 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 long time. But way back then, uh, she actually read to us in class. That she, she read to us like she would be reading the book. And in class, for like if you have to read a book in class where everybody's reading the same book in class she would get us to follow along with her as she was reading it out loud, and she would purposefully mess it up sometimes so that we would catch her to show her that we were paying attention. And that was something that nobody else, to my knowledge, ever ever did. I mean, purposefully saying wrong, not, not necessarily wrong things, but not saying the correct words written in the book so that we would catch her and say, oh, hey, it says X, Y, or Z so that we would be paying attention. Uh, we read a lot of Beverly Cleary novels back then, too. And there was one other author I can't remember. I think we had read him. But anyway, someone would call out the right word if she had messed it up. I never experienced before that before. It's like, okay, somebody telling you something, exactly what they were going to do, and like waiting for you to catch them. That was very strange to me, but that's what she did. And she also did it at random. So like, okay, every 10th word, she's going to say the wrong word. So we catch her. No, she didn't have a pattern to it. We were also invited, if I'm recalling things correctly, too. if she was just reading a book, she was the only one who had the book. We could go kind of check it out and see like what, if she was reading was the right thing. You know, but I learned a lot from that. It may seem like a silly thing, you know, but I did learn a lot from that about attention to detail. That's sort of neat to this day, attention to detail, paying attention, you know, just having fun. 
it was it was kind of fun not necessarily to like catch her you know i mean i guess to a certain extent i mean for an eight to a nine or ten year old to catch somebody who was many times their age who they thought was probably and was probably way smarter than them and might be kind of a psychological thing you know a psychological boost it's like we know she wasn't really she was doing it on purpose but we still did have to catch her you know it kind of helped maybe a little bit i don't know but i i thought it was cool at the time and i learned a lot from it you know and to top it off she was also relatively hilarious in class too And so back at this time, I had actually moved beyond this too, but years later, I was doing comparison proofreads for Project Gutenberg, where you would be matching up. They would have optical character recognition software, OCR software, to scan public domain books and people, human eyes would have to look over those scans, right, to see if what the scan, what the software spit out matched up with what the book page had. And I had done that for months and months, basically, to get started. And because this is where trying to catch my fourth grade teacher uh, saying the wrong word in class was kind of how this started, this attention to detail, seeding this attention to detail for me. And after that, uh, with the grading method, too, after that, I moved to another school in a different town. And somebody had actually stopped me from putting the correct answer down on a paper I was grading because we had also as were assigned to grade other, others' papers. And he said, don't worry about it. But th 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 ah, I've been trained to worry about it. I've been trained to make sure people got it, that they knew the correct answer, you know? And that was kind of a weird thing for me because not everybody does things the same, but it was a shocker to me. It's like, okay, if one person does this, everybody's gotta do it. Well, no, not necessarily. But it was just strange for me. It's it's weird. Anyway, it's been many, many years since all that. Actually, several years since I'd actually made the post. So it's been even many years beyond that. And I, I did it that way because I realized, unless she secretly followed me all my life, I don't know if she did or didn't, uh, Mrs. Kapka never knew what I'd become or who I'd become, that I'd grow up to write, you know, stories and emails, and that I'd be reading and editing people's books and emails using the same, some of the same methods she trained me to use way back then to get me started, to help make people's writing, like, stronger. I would be using those habits in a different way that she had helped me out, you know? <laughs> and the one thing, I, I never did this. I did regret uh, not doing this. In fourth grade, okay. She apparently had a penchant for having students who were older would come back to class for a visit and, like, you know, call her, invited us to call her by her first name, you know, and, you know, come back there and to say hi. But she also said if we ever called her teach, she would scream because she hated that. It's like, okay, that was the only stipulation. I don't. I had moved several times by then, and I wasn't able to when she was teaching. I don't think she's teaching anymore. But anyway, I never did go back. Since fourth grade, I moved probably probably four times or so. I lost touch with a lot of people, including her. And I mean, I know I would have been super welcome back then if I had showed up, shown up. 
And, you know, Mrs. Kapka left a lot of helpful fingerprints on my life through all her methods and so on with the grading. And it's like you don't know how much that impacts you until days or years later. And I'd offer her if she can hear this or if somebody who grew up with her or like knows it as well, knows her methods as well, heard this, they probably, I don't know, maybe not, but I'd offer a sincere thank you. It's like, I never thought things would turn out the way they did. And I'd also like to say thank you to you if you're hearing this for sticking along. So, you know, it's, it's almost like a conversation, but not quite. We can, you know, share information and so on. I think that's the sharing information, the sharing methods, not to be too clinical about it, but I think that was the power that my fourth grade teacher had with her methods that she had honed to help her students, one of which, one of which, the many of which being me. And it didn't come to fruition until years and years later at that point. And I'm grateful for it, most definitely. That'll be the end of this episode. I appreciate you guys hanging out. To learn more about the blog this podcast is connected to, you can visit it at fictionandcopydecoded.wordpress.com. You can learn about me there. You can also learn about me at my copywriting samples website, which is tymallcopywriting.yolasite.com. Yolasite is one word. It's Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E.com. Oh, you can support this podcast by liking, sharing, commenting, and subscribing to get the word out. You can also become a monthly contributor if you'd like. For 99 cents a month, you'll get my thanks at the end of each and every episode. Well, not individually, but collectively. Uh, for $4.99 a month, I'll give you part of the show notes for that week, for that episode, and the month that you're featured. Terms apply, of course. And for $9.99 a month, I'll do a 30-second to one-minute ad for you to promote your business during the show. Again, terms apply. All right. I appreciate it once again that you took time to listen to me today, this week, this time. And we will catch you guys next time. Have a great rest of your day.